Welcome to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. I was reinforced at how great the people of New Orleans are. There's something that really uh, enables people to be free there and create their own music. And that's what you see. Jazz Fest lets everybody be who they are. Go with your comfortable clothes, your sandals, your shorts, and just be you, sit in the sun, dance, listen to whatever that you want to do. There are many jazz festivals in the world, but there is only one jazz fest, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. In this hour, you'll hear about the music, culture, resilience, history, and rhythm of the festival that inspired the new film, Jazz Fest, A New Orleans Story. The stories behind this story from filmmaker Frank Marshall, Jazz Fest producer Quint Davis, Jazz Fest performers Dwayne Dupsey, Big Frida, Pitbull, and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and legendary performances from the festival's first 50 years. I'm Samantha Fish, and welcome to Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. Hey, what's up, New Orleans? Yeah. What's up, New Orleans? Hey, right, Jazz Fest 2004. You know what we're trying to do, everybody, come on. Here we go, say, ooh, 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 ah. Say, ooh.
Blackbird Special performed live at the 2004 New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival by the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. One of Jazz Fest's many signature artists that help bring more than 400,000 visitors to the Crescent City every year. Celebrating the music and culture of all of Louisiana since 1970, Jazz Fest is filled with New Orleans stories at every turn. Our story begins long before any music was played or gumbo was served when George Ween, founder of the Newport Jazz Festival, met an alleged Tulane University student named Quint Davis. Well, I was at Tulane University, <laughs> theoretically. I was working in uh, something called the Jazz Archive, but I was really spending all my time out, I don't know if you say in the street, but I was going to gospel concerts, I was going to a little blues club, I was following the Mardi Gras Indians, <clears throat> and that was just sort of my lifestyle. George Ween came to town and wanted to start this festival, and the people he talked to knew me. One of the people he talked to was the head of that archive. And he said, I'm looking for some kid, I want to do a heritage festival. And I'm looking for some kid that can go out and find these music, blues and gospel and such. And the guy said, well, I got a kid working up there. I don't know how much he goes to school, but I think that's what he does. And I think that's what he knows. So it was arranged for me to go meet with this man, George Ween, that I didn't know who he was or what he did, honestly, uh, at Cafe Du Monde, actually. Went to meet him and uh, we he talked about these musics that he wanted to build a festival around. I didn't know anything about a festival, but I, that was my life. So I said, well, I know those people. <laughs> I, know, I know those people. So I'll go ask them, the meters I knew, the tea I knew. So I'll go ask them to come to this thing. And, and that's how I met him and that's how it started. George started the Newport Jazz Festival in 1954. And so he was the father of Jazz Fest, and the Newport Jazz Fest was the most prominent in the world. So that's what they wanted. They wanted George Ween to come down and do a festival just like Newport. And when he came down, he had this concept. Actually, it, was, it grew out of the Newport Folk Festival, where there was Cajun and Zydeco and blues and all the things that came to be the Jazz Fest. And so when he came down, they said, we want a festival just like Newport. And he said, well, if you want that, you should get somebody else, he said, because if you do that, what you'll always have is a festival like Newport. But New Orleans has something that no other place in the world will ever be able to claim, and that's the birthright of jazz. Frank Marshall directed Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story with Ryan Suffern. I think what the creators, George Ween and Quint Davis, have done is that they've They've looked at the, the the heritage and the the kinds of musical culture that were created there in New Orleans, in particular uh, rhythms and the drums, uh, but also um, brass bands uh, as well as jazz. So uh, you know, and then there's uh, gospel. So you have all of this mixture of these different music styles. Um, that are really being introduced to people who might not know them. So if you're walking around, uh, you know, on the fairgrounds there, you can't help but being drawn to another kind of music that you might not know. The way it fit New Orleans, right? Because we have this, this culture, this traditional culture, this jazz culture. Like New York is a jazz business center. New Orleans is a jazz culture center. And so his idea 
to have these roots music that lead into jazz and that are part of jazz is what he was seeking in New Orleans and what he was looking for me to bring to the table. And you know, I've just, I've just finished writing a book it's called Myself Among Others, and they have it on sale over there at the bookstore. And it's the story of how all this began. You know, it really is, and a lot of other things. So, you got nothing else to do, and you got the money, go buy it. So, thanks a lot, and it's great to be at Jazz Fest. God bless everybody. George Green and the Newport All-Stars, give him a big hand. George Ween himself, the legendary George Ween on piano. Don't forget his CD and his book is out there. Besides his roles behind the scenes, George Ween was also an accomplished piano player. You just heard him performing back home at Indiana live at Jazz Fest in 2003 with the Newport All-Stars. Here's more from Jazz Fest producer Quint Davis. The culture here lived in and of itself, right? And it had never been all gathered together in one place at one time. And when that happened, it was startling. It was startling to New Orleans to see, you know, if you have a music in a club or a jazz funeral in some neighborhood, you, you, you don't see that as what it is to the world. But when you take it out of context and put it all in one place at one time, it was, it was stunning. It was amazing. Well, I think the festival itself is really a microcosm of what New Orleans is because it's not just a jazz festival. It's all kinds of different music that are represented there and mainly uh, musicians and artists from Louisiana as well as from New Orleans. Uh, but at the same time, it also presents the heritage, the culture, the, the crafts, the people, and of course the food of that area. So it really is an introduction uh, to everything that is New Orleans. Presenting all of these diverse musical styles at Jazz Fest might seem like a simple idea now, but there were quite a few challenges to pulling this off in the early days of festival planning. When they first called George down, I think it was 62, and there were laws on the books, you could have a black band play and you could have a white band play, but you couldn't mix them. You couldn't have black and white musicians on the stage together at the same time, George's wife was African-American. So, I mean, his, his marriage wasn't even legal in half the states in America. So he said, well, you know, we can't do this now. Maybe it'll change. And then it did change. And they called him to come back. And he said, well, you know, I'm still married. And they said, no, 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 it's okay now. And so he came back and the festival started. The Gospel Tent has grown to be one of Jazz Fest's most popular attractions, but the churches who currently provide the choirs initially resisted being involved. The minister in the churches said, oh no, our choir is not going out to this Jazz Fest. Our choir is not coming out of the sacredness of the church, and going out somewhere where people are wearing shorts and drinking beer. That, that's not for us. <clears throat> but as it started to grow, then they could see how it was exposing their culture and how people were getting it. It wasn't just an exposing. It was actually doing its thing. You know, it was reaching people. It was giving people a religious experience.
Rugged Cross performed by the great Irma Thomas at the Jazz Fest Gospel Tent in 2007. I'm Samantha Fish, and we'll be back with more Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story.